welcome back to Degrassi Community School. That's right, it's Ariel's birthday. So we are celebrating by taking you back to Toronto, Canada. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is typically your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast where we break down every episode of the 10 season show. Today we're bringing you, like I mentioned, the Degrassi The Next Generation Pilot Parts 1 and 2. Mary, what happened this week? Emma Nelson has an internet boyfriend named Jordan who lives in Yellowknife and loves all the things she does, like the environment and petitions to save it. But she needs to get off the internet before she can read his latest tree mail. All because her mom, Spike, has a Degrassi Community School 10-year reunion to prepare for with Snake, Caitlin Ryan, and Lucy, who I'm pretty sure we never see again, and Joey Jeremiah. And probably the rest of the students from the classes of 1990 and 1991, but they're not here yet. The old Degrassi kids catch up on their old and new personal drama, while the new Degrassi kids stir up some trouble of their own. Well, actually, it's just Emma. Her online boyfriend is in town for a school trip. Emma's friends Manny Santos and JT York and a new pal Toby Isaacs point out all the reasons meeting up with a dude you met on the internet is a dumb idea. Alas, she decides she wants to meet up with Jordan without telling anyone where she's going. Luckily, Manny knows something is off and goes to check on her. She goes to the boys for help when she can't find her at home, and they manage to hack into Emma's email to figure out where she's going. The kids rush to the reunion where Caitlin just had her heart broken by stupid Keith, but I'm going to let you guys explain that, and the mid-speech fist fight, and the first in a long tradition of disasters that will continue to plague all Degrassi events ever. Spike and Snake make it to the hotel in time to save Emma from a gross adult who lured her to his hotel room. She's okay, the creep is going to jail, and Emma promises to talk to her mom about stuff forever. Just like a normal teenage girl. Yeah, spoiler alert, she doesn't. (laughs) I just love this show so much. It's very, like episode of the week we're going to teach you about like internet safety and talking to your parents and this is why your parents should keep the desktop computer in the living room and not in your room yeah no kidding it felt like this was initially a very like wholesome like very I don't know tame show and then all of a sudden it just cranks to 11 and I was like oh no we're learning something (laughs) each episode (laughs) yeah so apparently in the older shows, they would have episodes called Degrassi Talks episodes, and they'd be like, Degrassi Talks Depression. Interesting. Yeah. No. I don't remember what year it started, but their tagline was, it goes there. Oh, my God. I think I remember that. God, I feel like that had to be like 2006, 2007, like summer, when everything just – Yeah. Yeah, they de- well, they just degrassied all over the fucking place. Because <laughs> yeah, they also I was reading all this stuff. They did you know a couple of seasons where they had summer episodes. These seasons, I did some quick math with a calculator, so I'm sure it's right. There were 385 episodes of Degrassi Next Generation over 14 seasons, so they averaged 28 episodes a season, which means they were so close. To being like on par with 90210. They really weren't that far off at all. Right? They also we didn't even average 20, like we maybe ended up averaging 
28 or 29 episodes a season, but not starting out. Yeah, the biggest difference is that these are 30-minute episodes and 90210 is hour-longs. Oh, yeah. But I feel like you can draw so many parallels between the two shows. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Like, okay, we just got to get into it because literally the first thing you see is Emma and Manny, mm-hmm. who Emma is Emma Nelson. Her mom is Spike, who was in the uh, the shows before, and then Manny's her little best friend, and their outfits – and their Canadian accents and Emma being this little 12-year-old being like, read the email out loud again. This was so middle school. Like, more middle school than any show that I've seen in a while. At first, I was like, is this MySpace? No, it's just regular email. <laughs> it's tree mail. Right. Which I didn't even know what that was either. But it makes me think like the whole conservation and environmentalist thing. I was like, oh, I see what they're trying to do here. Um, But then, of course, yeah, I was like the fangirling and obsession over this boy that's talking to her because she's like, it says, love you, Jordan. And then we see these like two pictures of him, supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. (laughs) And like, it's so funny because they're like, oh, my God, he's cuter every time I see him. Like. (laughs) That's a child. Mm-hmm. That's a baby. It's not even like when I watch 90210 and they're 30, so it's not weird. Oh, I know. It's like actual babies. Yeah. And then Spike comes in and interrupts them. But in this house, she's just mom. She's not Spike. And she's got all this stuff. She's got that like old photo of herself with like the child actor that played Emma like old mm-hmm. Degrassi jackets and all I could think of was like how much nostalgia we get now like when shows do reboots we're like we are there oh yeah 100% like and now I'm blanking on every single reboot that's ever happened but yeah it's like some level of just like oh my god this was this was then this was this is now this that was then and even if you like don't remember every single thing that happens. You tend to take away the good things, right? Like you kind of look at it with rose colored glasses. So of course, like Spike is like, oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Like she seemed very like buzzed about this reunion. And I'm like, no, that was the one thing I did. not I was not excited for it was my 10 year high school reunion. I didn't even go. So yeah, I didn't either. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's so funny. One of my coworkers just had his 10 year reunion and was like, excited to go he went to a different state for his 10-year reunion oh my gosh i was just like nope couldn't be me imagine going to high school with people you actually like weird and want to see again well i think what's tough too about our generations is that we're connected every single day if we want to be it's like back then like yeah it's quite possible spike hasn't seen well, first of all, it's very possible she hasn't seen probably 90%, maybe even 95% of her high school since high school. But even just the close-knit friends, like you're not talking and communicating and like having a personal view into their lives every single day like we do now with Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and all that jazz. So it's like I didn't really care to go to the reunion because once the people that I, my friends, weren't going, I was like, yeah, no way I'm going. I don't care about seeing anybody else. Yeah, like if I really wanted to talk to like – Bradley from high school, not a real person I went to high school with, I would just look him up. 
Right. Exactly. You would reach out on Facebook or on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. So fun story, I guess. A ton of the actors that are like in the reunion were actually the actors from the shows. Mm. Like they did come back and they filmed all of these like where are you now videos and they're so funny. I watched like 10 minutes of deleted scenes just from this episode and it's all these people who are just like, hey, nice to see you again. I'm Rainbow. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's literally one of the actors, one of the characters is Rainbow and like they bring up all the things like I guess somebody in the old Degrassi tested positive for HIV and so like he literally shows up on the screen and is like, hey, it's me, still HIV positive. And then is like, and that's where I used to beat up Joey and just walk uh, away. Oh, my gosh. Hey, it that's was dedication. So, <laughs> it was so weird. But all I could think of the whole time was like, this must be so much nostalgia. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we do get the credits next. But before we get into the rest of the episode, I Googled tree email because I was just curious if it was like a thing that was made up for the show or if it was a real thing. Did not find any email service called Tree Email. I did learn that at some point in history, the city of Melbourne, Australia, assigned trees email addresses so that citizens could report problems. But instead, people wrote thousands of love letters to their favorite trees. God, that is my, so Australia. My heart. It it's made so wonderful. Me so happy. I read a whole article about this rather than just continue watching the episode. That's so wholesome. <laughs> Isn't it great? They were just like, yeah, you know, if there's something wrong with the tree, just like email the tree and let us know. And everyone was just like, this tree is perfect. And I would prefer <laughs> if you just let, let me live it alone. there. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, we get the credits. There's a whole bunch of characters in these credits that we do not see, like mm -hmm. Drake, mm -hmm. shooting baskets, Jimmy. Wasn't he also – well, I don't want to spoil it if anybody – well, it's been out for 20 years. <laughs> Wasn't he in a wheelchair at some point? Yeah, because there were a lot of internet memes when his song came out that was like last name Walk and first name Never. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy was the victim of a school shooting. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm this starting to understand the tagline, Degrassi. It goes there. <laughs> yeah. The, the kid – puts his girlfriend in a coma, comes back to school, is bullied mercilessly, like painted and feathered, goes home, gets a gun, comes back, paralyzes Jimmy. That's crazy. And then you never see Terry again. Just coma fade away. Well, I gotta admit, I was a little disappointed that Drake was actually not in this episode because I was looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, he just – he wasn't Drake yet. Nope. But it turns out that, yeah, Spike has all of this stuff for her reunion. And for some reason, Emma and Manny and also their friend JT are all going with her to help take everything to their school. Mm -hmm. And so in that first scene, Manny was wearing a hat. In this scene, JT is wearing a hat because in the old ep show, Joey always wore a fedora. Mm. So, well, that's right, because they mentioned that, I, I think, think in like, scene. almost right here, yeah. Yeah. Or but, no, it wasn't that scene. It's later on when 
Caitlin shows up to the school and sees them and is like, oh, yeah, Joey always wore a fedora or something like that. Yeah, because then she starts wearing it. Mm-hmm. But even now, Emma is still like she has memorized Jordan's emails and mm-hmm. is just repeating them back. It is honestly so perfect for a 12-year-old's first crush. Oh, for sure. And then we have to cut over to said Joey Jeremiah, who sells used cars, specifically a blue VW Bug to his friend Lucy because it's a zing of the past with the technology of the future. (laughs) And I think now I know why uh, Mary said that Lucy is not in any other episode. She says she has to move to New Mexico. So, yeah, I don't. So, (laughs) okay. We'll get back to Lucy when we get to the episode where they bring up what happened to her. But I think she was in this episode and given this like full on speaking role for a very specific purpose that we never see. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. We do see her trying to push Joey to start getting out there and talking to people because it's been a year since his wife died. And all I could think of was like, too soon, John will mourn me forever. Oh, yeah. And you can tell he's clearly like uncomfortable and like very nervous. Like literally as she's bringing it up, he like low key panics and has to leave. So clearly he is not ready. Like just because you determine him ready does not mean he's ready. Yeah. I don't understand why all of his friends want to like push him into this. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Seeing your friends is different than being like, you got to get yourself out there. Especially when they know Caitlin's coming, and that's a whole thing for him. Yeah, exactly. So that little girl, Angela, who plays his daughter, that's Manny's sister in real life. Oh, fun. Yeah. So she gets a bigger role later on. Like, Joey sticks around. He's one of the characters that sticks around. Nice. Then short scene where... Emma and her little friends run into Mr. Simpson. They call him Mr. Simpson, but he's Snake. Mm -hmm. And he calls her mom Spike, and everyone is just like, ew, weird, the 80s. This was also when I finally confirmed that Spike was, in fact, Emma's mom. Because for most of the episode up up to this point, I was like, sister or mom? Sister or mom? Mom? Sister? Okay, mom. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, if you didn't already know the show... Not clear. Yeah, no. Not until, like, literally she says mom or something like that. Yeah. Then we meet Toby, who's the new kid in school. He and JT have a little summer camp handshake. He, like, kind of explains why he's here. Mm -hmm. His dad got with somebody else's mom, and now they both live in the house together. You find out his older sister is Ashley, who is Mm. not speaking in this episode but she's one of the girls that gives the tour later oh okay yeah keep introducing people now we meet caitlin who is coming to her 10-year reunion in a limo and that is the best flex oh for sure she's like because it's not even the reunion time yet she's just going to the school i guess to meet up with people Yeah, she's pulling up to the front door with the limo. This is Mm -hmm. on purpose. 
And we get a close-up on her diamond ring. She's on the phone trying to convince Keith to come with her. And, yeah, so clearly, like, she has money. Um, she's mentioned, or at least her picture was was referenced earlier when Caitlin was, like, all excited about her. Or, I'm sorry, when Emma was all excited about Caitlin because she's apparently an environmentalist or conservationist or something like that. So we know she's she's famous. She's got a little bit of fame behind her. Yeah, and – so this is around the time that I started wondering, like, I don't know a lot about Snake's backstory, mm-hmm. but when Spike gets pregnant at, you know, 13 and she's like going through the school year pregnant, it becomes a whole thing in that show that parents are like, we can't have a pregnant teen in the school. This is a bad look. She's going to be a bad influence on other kids. And so they make her switch to homeschooling and don't let her come to school anymore. Mm. And Caitlin is like this huge activist who makes a big deal out of it. And so it makes sense, you know, that kind of thing continues throughout the older shows. And then Caitlin comes back and is like, oh, yeah, I basically like, I'm Bear Grylls. Nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. And she goes in, she sees Snake, she puts the fedora on her head. And this is when Joey pulls up and he sees Caitlin through the window and just sad face. And then when she makes eye, con- eye contact with him, she also has kind of a pained look as well. Yeah, because turns out they dated on and off all through high school. Mm. And he cheated on her. Ooh. Yikes. And asked her to marry him, and she turned him down. Mm. Big time. Yeah. While the adults are just like, standing there talking about the reunion and desperately trying to make Joey come to it, Emma has snuck into the media immersion lab to pull all the plastic off the brand new computer so that she can immediately log into her email and see a Jordan email. And to to her credit, she got one. And he's apparently coming here and wants to meet her. I mean, honestly, like, if this happened in 2001, yeah, sure. And this would be all she would think about, right? This happened today. I'm like, no, no, I need to, like, I need foolproof, right? Well, yeah, it's so funny because, like, everything they say in this episode, I swear, are things that, like, we still do now. Like, you go on a date with somebody you met on Tinder. You're like, okay, I'm just going to, like, share my location with my friend. If I yeah. don't text her, we know I've been murdered. Exactly. And all of Emma's friends are just like, I think at some point she talks about meeting in a public location and like, yeah, you know, you should really talk to your mom about this. Like, don't go alone. Right. Not Emma. She is too stupid and smart for that. (laughs) Yeah, because then they go out to the playground where she's like, it's okay, I – or it's not okay that he's coming because I lied to him and said I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Just want to be like, I promise you, he knows you're not in high school. Oh, 100%. And like, even all of her friends are just like afraid of her meeting someone, quote unquote, on the net. And, but you can tell they're still kids because it's like they're worried about her for a second and then they're like, water gun fight. You know, it's like clearly these are still children um, who should not be putting themselves in adult situations. I also really love their logic as they're trying to explain to her that it's dumb 
because she says he's coming on a school trip and they're like, it's summer. I mean, makes sense to me. Works for me. (laughs) Fully makes sense to me. But yeah, she's like, quit making it something it's not. And so they have a squirt gun fight. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Kids. Just popsicles, tire swings, squirt guns. I'm so jealous. Mm -hmm. We go back home where Caitlin and Spike are at the computer in Emma's room looking at old photos of themselves. Yep. Which is, you know, basically just going through your yearbook but on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I love that Emma comes in and just immediately knows she's like, oh, my God, Caitlin Ryan, you're a Pisces. Your birthday's September 23rd or March <laughs> Pisces. How dare you? I totally would have <laughs> caught that if you hadn't. <laughs> I couldn't, like – believe Emma just straight up comes in is a real big brat was just like why are you on my computer and her mom just like um our computer and then at one point she's just like mom I'm not having sex and I was like because that was in the cards like and now that I know that her mother got pregnant with her about a year from now it now clicks but at the time I was like what <laughs> like how old are you <laughs> added Layer on top of that, grandma had Spike at 16. Oh my lord. So her grandma is like... 50. Not even. Because if... Okay, now I have to do math. So if technically uh, Spike had um, Emma at 14 and Spike's mom had her at 16... So grandma was 30 when Emma was born. Yeah, so she's 42. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah. when I was 12, my mom was 44. Yeah. When my mom <laughs> was 42, I was 7. Yeah. I was 10. My grandma must have been, like, 65. Oh, yeah. My grandma had my mom in her late 30s. My mom had me in her early 30s. So, yeah, my grandma was already, like, late 60s, possibly 70s. (laughs) Yeah, I honestly have no idea how old my grandma was when she started having kids. I know my mom was first. But other than that, like, I could – I don't know how old my grandma is. But she's, like, a grandma age. Yeah, (laughs) she's been grandma age my entire life. Right. Like, grandma could have easily had – I keep forgetting Emma. Good Lord. (laughs) At 30. But there's also this like added moment where uh, Spike mentions. So Emma asks, she's like, oh, my God, did you hack my email? Mm -hmm. And Spike goes, I couldn't hack my way out of a paper bag. That's a weird way to say bag. Well, but it was almost close to how she said it, because usually those with the Canadian accent say like bag. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't quite that. That was a lot closer. That's what I was going for. Yeah, but it was like closer to yours than mine because hers wasn't full on big. Like, I feel like Emma's was more Canadian than Spike. Because Emma at this point had already said project and tomorrow. (laughs) I just love it. I wish I I said my O's like that. When my friend Eric gets drunk, his Canadian comes out and his brother's name is Mark. And I've gotten to the part where, or point where I can't even say Mark 
Like, I have to really think about it. I keep calling him Mark. Mark. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's great. And then Emma kicks mom out. Yep. Because mom's not cool. Her friend is cool. Mom's not cool. Well, obviously. Yeah. And I do love that, like, Emma thinks that she's a super sleuth, and she and Manny go back through Jordan's emails and are like, okay, he doesn't work at a video store. There's no comments about being 40. It's fine. All good. And then Manny is just like, um, maybe we should just, like, get your mom to go with you. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> like, uh, no. I really wish that's exactly what she had said. Like, you know what sounds like fun? <laughs> Talking to our parents. I mean, I mean that's things a lot better. That's kind of what Manny is like at the beginning of this show. Like, yeah. she has a uh, complete transformation later mm. in the show, but Manny is like sweet, adorable little Manny at the beginning. Yeah. Also, much better sleuth than Emma is. True. Very true. But now we have to go back to the adults because it's time to go get drunk at a bar and Keith, the director that Caitlin is engaged to, has shown up. With sunglasses on inside. Taking phone calls at the table. (laughs) Trying to like pitch something. I know. He was just like, oh my God, you're teachers. That's so noble. you right. I mean, I know what they're doing. You want to hate him right away. And it worked. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But they kind of do like a where are they now moment to just like catch you up on a few things. Because it turns out Lucy is incredibly smart and went through some intense physical therapy. Which makes sense if you know what happened to Lucy. Didn't know until today. (laughs) Uh, At the end of Degrassi High in 1991, there was this – I think it happened in the, like, TV movie that served as the series finale. Mm -hmm. There was a third guy in the friend group. There was Snake Joey and this guy Wheeler or Wheels or something. And Wheels had a drinking problem. Mm. He also had a drinking and driving problem. Ooh. That was, like, brought on by, like, problems at home and, like, all these other things. But I guess after, like, graduation or, you know, some party or something, Lucy and him get in the car. He's drunk. He gets in an accident. He kills a two-year-old. Oh, my Lord. And he blinds and cripples Lucy. Holy moly. Yeah. So they, like, undo her blindness and give her a cane here to be like, oh, she went through all this physical therapy. She's doing amazing. Mm -hmm. And then – They even mention it. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, well, think about Wheels, who, like, he just got out of jail after 10 years. So, apparently, couldn't find it on the internet, there was a scene where Wheels shows up to graduation to apologize to Lucy for what Mm. he did. Interesting. So, they're bringing all this up kind of to be like, oh, yeah, Wheels is out of jail. You'll see him later. Got it, got it, got it. And then they cut it all out. Well, it was a quick transition from that, which very much confused me, mm-hmm. to Joey's really terrible car commercial on TV. 
It's By so- really terrible, you mean amazing, right? <laughs> it was Perfect. amazingly terrible. <laughs> it looks like, you know, on TikTok now, you can do those, like, green screens and, like, you're, you look photoshopped in there. That's mm-hmm. what it looked like, but worse. Um, yeah, I can't believe he let somebody let him put that on the air and paid for it. <laughs> well, and everybody laughs and is like, this is perfect for him. Except Keith, who was like, do yourself a favor and hire an actor next time. See, I'm not even mad that Joey was in it. The production quality was just bad. <laughs> it was definitely, like, local TV quality. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah, Joey yeah. had 100 bucks and 20 minutes, and yep. that's what we got. Yeah. But then Caitlin starts trying to explain Joey to Keith and calling him, like, a ham through high school and that he's never changed and all this stuff. And he gets extremely upset by this and storms off and starts taking shots at the bar while he's waiting for a cab to come get him. Mm-hmm. I do love that Snake comes over to like take a shot with him and just mm-hmm. be like, stop feeling sorry for yourself. And Joey does a like, don't psych 101 me. Yeah. And he's like, he keeps talking about how he doesn't want people to pity him and feel sorry for him and stuff. Yeah. It, it missed me a little bit because I'm like, dude, I don't think that's the issue. I think you're just not ready. So don't go. <laughs> yeah, just don't go. And like in this episode, they don't really resolve that he's not ready. Yeah, exactly. Because spoiler alert, he ends up going and staying mm-hmm. all night. Yeah. But there's like another scene that's very like nostalgia driven where all the ladies are drunk and they go back to Spike's house. And so the song they're singing is the only song that the Zits came out with. And the Zits was Snake, Joey, and Wheels. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was like an actual song. It comes up later because like everyone at Degrassi wants to be in a band. I think there's a battle of the bands at some point. It's a whole thing Mm. about being a lead singer and snake gets really into it because he's like yeah we were the zits <laughs> that's awesome but emma ends up talking to caitlin much cooler than her mother obviously about a boy and caitlin not knowing the whole story gives her terrible advice basically just tells her just go for it despite what your friends think because you don't want to end up like her, practically 30, and had to convince somebody to marry them. It's killing me that they're just saying, we're practically 30, because they're, like, probably 27 and, like, 28, 29. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, you're close, and I know I said all of that shit, too, but I'm just like, you're not that old. Come on. Well, yeah. yeah, and also, like, your life doesn't end at 30. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm 32, and I'm fine. Yeah. I'll be 32 and like, today. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I won't freak out again until I'm 40, but then we're going to hit, like, 36, and I'm going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's yep. true. But, but that's okay. 40 is so much more than 30. I can't believe when we used to think 40 was old. I used to think 25 was old. I had like a crisis. Oh, I had a plan when I was a kid that I would be like 
like done with college like career and done having kids by 30 when I was a wee like I don't know 10 year old whatever 12 who knows my uterus just got more shriveled up all right no I know and of course my mom's like Caitlin what about your plan and I'm like I don't know why didn't you stop me mom yeah plans change man like (laughs) I can't believe they make cards that say 40 sorry I'm still on this 40 thing (laughs) (laughs) they make greeting cards that call 40 over the hill I'm gonna start (laughs) a new greeting card company that's just like you're 40 cool <laughs> yeah, like, just like let's just not make a big mind. deal out of it. Yeah, like age ain't nothing but a number greeting card company. <laughs> exactly. Just a card that just says happy birthday. It is your birthday. <laughs> it's a statement of fact. We're happy you were born. Done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you've been here for the last 40 years. Yeah. Thanks. Anyway, Emma's still awake and gets back on the internet and tells Jordan she's down to meet. Moral of the story. <laughs> yeah, to an email that says, like, re my hotel room info. Ugh. I was like, I literally just wrote in my notes. I was like, that's not a Starbucks. <laughs> right? Like, ma'am, public location. Take your cell phone. Tell someone where you're going. Always leave a note. Oh, for sure. The note part. Yeah. And also, like, I forgot that this was 2001. And I'm like, did they have cell phones back then? <laughs> I felt like such a dated person whenever I thought that. Anyway. But in the intro, when it's like Degrassi and they get the text message and they pull the mm-hmm. phone out of their back pocket. I just, I blanked on it and I was like, wait, do they even have cell phones? Oh, Caitlin, don't be dumb. Don't yeah. be dumb like Emma. <laughs> it was the Nokia brick. You could play mm-hmm. Snake on it and that was it. Oh, for sure. And I crushed snake on my mom's nokia brick phone it was gold same i would get like pretty far into it and like my dad would be like i have to make a work call yeah like dad down left dad no <laughs> like literally my mom would leave me and my sister in the grocery store when we were older i'm not talking about when we were like two i'm talking about when we were like 12 i don't know i just stuttered on the word 12 but 12 and I literally would take, I was like, I'd be like, hey, mom, can you leave your phone? And she's like, why? And I'm like, just in case something happens. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, good idea. <laughs> and yeah, just to play snake while she was in the grocery store getting all of our groceries. Because Lord knows it was way easier for her to go in by herself than to bring her twins, who were very annoying, probably at 12. Oh, yeah. No, two children is too many children in a store. Yeah. This is why we need to bring back, like, leashes for all ages. Oh, Nate would love it. (laughs) All right, part two, baby. Yeah, that was part one. And so part two, the night of the reunion. It's the next day. I do love that one of the first comments is that Emma is like, oh, my God, it's scary that you look good. Yeah. Which I guess, like, yeah, to a kid, you kind of have just this plain, like, you know, me from the we version of your parents, you know? But then all of a sudden, like, they do something to kind of spice it up, I guess. And you're like, whoa, you're a person. You have features. (laughs) You're 28. 
Maybe. (laughs) Also, like, I'm in sweatpants right now and a t-shirt and I'm 32 and I'm like, okay, I'm starting to get them. Like, (laughs) why kids see their mothers a certain way? (laughs) Yeah. No, this last, I was walking through New York yesterday and everyone was like, dressed up and there were definitely several women that just like refused to move and give me any sort of room on the street like they'd be like three across mm-hmm. but they were wearing like designer clothes and had their makeup done and I was like honestly I get it mm-hmm. like I look like a sweaty swamp rat right now you can I tell it. I just don't have time for it <laughs> I don't and it was so hot I don't know how they did it they like evolved. Like that's the thing. You do it enough, you just evolve to the elements. I'm convinced. Yeah. Not me. No. I I dress like a goblin. <laughs> I'm proud of it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So we get to the reunion and Caitlin and Keith are about to take a tour. And Caitlin's excited about it. Keith is like, Are you freaking kidding me? And Joey is here. This is where we learn that Joey came after all. Yeah. And you know, he apologizes for his behavior at the bar, but it seems like he's really only there to say he's sorry. And yeah. then Caitlin's like, no, 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 you should totally stay. And they get interrupted by this woman named Allison, who I assume was also in the older shows, but I didn't see her in the episodes I watched. Mm-hmm. And she says that Joey is sexy in his commercial and wants to buy him a drink. <laughs> Caitlin's like, um, they're free. <laughs> Not the point. Let's go. I just, like, man, that was like a mean girl moment where she's like, oh, my God, Caitlin, you're in that show. What's it called? And Joey. Mm -hmm. Like, just that subtle drop of, like, I don't know what your show is. And so, you know, the adults are wrapped up in their own drama back at their high school, middle school, whatever. And back home, Emma calls Manny and is like, oh, my gosh, you're so right. I'm not going to go see Jordan, but I'm going to stay home alone tonight instead of hanging out because there's a nature documentary that I want to watch. So bye. Yeah. And Manny's like, oh, cool. Well, why don't I come over and watch it with you? And she's just like, "Um, no, that's okay. And Manny is immediately just like, I'm sorry. What? (laughs) Just like we're best friends. We hang out all the time. I mean, but that's like a good friend right there. Like picking up on like, hmm, this is not normal best friend behavior. My best friend doesn't typically lie to me. So something's up. And yeah, it goes into like immediate detective mode. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we get this moment where we see Emma has made it to the hotel. She's calling Jordan's room to tell him that she's there and then Manny goes to Toby's and just starts listing things off she's like Emma's not answering her phone Emma said she was gonna stay home all night and she's not there because I went to check Emma said that she was gonna watch a documentary on TV and I looked at the TiVo schedule there's nothing there which that is some good sleuthing right there yeah she checked the TV schedule she watched the scroll on the TV guide mm-hmm. channel. She got out the newspaper. Like, she did work here. That's what I'm saying. Like, I appreciate that she confirmed before jumping to a conclusion, you know? And and then as soon as she came to a conclusion, she had her evidence. She immediately went to get help. 
Yeah. She's like, I need assistance. I don't know what to do, but maybe somebody else will. She went to children, but it's (laughs) fine. But it's fine. She didn't necessarily want to jump to the worst conclusion. She just wanted to get someone else's opinion, a peer's opinion, if you will. So she goes to Toby, who is just like, you know, I heard about a girl that met a guy on the internet. She got murdered. (laughs) And TJ, little tiny TJ, is just like, "Mm, nah, Emma's too smart for that. As if you can be smart and not get killed. I love that JT is like, she gets practically straight A's. Not oh, sorry. It's JT, not TJ. I wrote TJ from the for the remainder of this episode. <laughs> I actually also wrote TJ. And as soon as you said it out loud, I was like, I am so wrong. I am so sorry, James Tiberius York. I think it was just because it's Toby as well. So I was like, oh, TJ first. Yeah. I just love that he says she gets practically straight A's. You practically, yeah. She's not even a straight A student. It's just funny to me. Um, so, you know, we get this short moment where we find out that Keith is talking to this Allison woman about not actually wanting to marry Caitlin. Like, Mm -hmm. she's the one that pushed marriage. It's not going to be a good marriage. Like, his career is about to take off. Allison is all handsy with him, and Joey sees the whole thing. Yeah. Back at the hotel, older guy with a pizza goes past Emma and creepily stops and is like, you're Emma, right? Jordan's talked so much about you and wants to meet you. And then starts like doing some classic stuff where he's like, oh, but if you're not comfortable, I'll send him down after we eat the pizza. But I know he really wants you to come up. And he's like, he brought his petition with him. And she's just like enamored by that. And yeah, immediately at this point, I was like, no, no, this feels, this feels wrong. This is not okay. I don't appreciate this. If Jordan wanted to meet her so bad, he could come down to the lobby like a responsible human being. If he wanted to meet her so bad, he would have been in the lobby when she showed up. True. Like, they set a date and he is emailing her multiple times a day, sometimes late at night. Mm -hmm. There are things here. But she's going into this guy's hotel room. He's, like, he's got a video camera on the bed. And he's talking about, like, oh, yeah, we're documenting. Ugh. Like, documenting what, you creepo? And, like, every second that passes that there aren't just a ton of teenage boys running into this room to eat one small pizza. Mm -hmm. That was a tiny pizza. That feeds, like, a boy. Right. Exactly. Like, Literally, I think John buys that size pizza for himself when we order pizza. <laughs> Personal pan pizza, okay. But thankfully, Emma's caught on. And yeah, this is where the episode starts getting like really serious. Like mm-hmm. it's been creepy leading up to it, but really like unspoken. Yeah. But then she gets up to try and leave. He calls her on her bluff because she's like, oh, I left my bag downstairs. And then when she tries to get out of the room, he has bolted the door shut. So she cannot quickly run out. God, so terrible. And thankfully, she's locked herself in the bathroom. She's figured it out. Like, it's not a safe place to be, but it is safer than being in the room with the guy. Yeah, because at least she can lock the door. There's a clear barrier. There's still not much else she can do, but at least, like, there is space. Yeah, and, you know, I guess worst case scenario – 
if she's in there long enough, people are going to start wondering where she is. Exactly. And we get another scene. Like, we keep jumping back and forth between the reunion and this moment, which I think makes sense when you're trying to, like, revive a show 10 years later and you've brought back all of these characters. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, I didn't care at all about what was happening at the reunion. No, like in a nutshell, all that happens is like Caitlin gets some award, makes a speech. Joey confronts Keith about Allison. They get into a fight. Allison lets it slip that he has doubts about getting married. Then Caitlin and Joey are in the bathroom and he's all bloody. She takes off the ring. She thinks she's a fraud. She's got like imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Like they talk about Joey's wife and and what he liked about her and how he knew she was the one and that's or somebody dances i (laughs) i will say i thought it was hilarious that she's freaking out about being almost 30 and not in a serious relationship and he's literally on the floor bleeding yeah like his nose is actively bleeding she didn't get him a towel or anything no like that's the thing usually in scenes like these you see like an ice pack or a paper towel or something attend like getting them settled right but like caitlin's just like oh this poor diamond ring that i picked out all by myself like <laughs> and like girl the signs were there right exactly he you sucks picked out your own ring and also knowing that joey proposed to her and she turned him down and then just like taking this ring off and being like oh this feels familiar huh like, ouch, girl. It makes his nose hurt just a little bit more. <laughs> She's been like, I gotta go. Yeah. But, okay, so, yeah, all of this drama has happened at the reunion. Emma's locked in a bathroom. Toby and JT and Manny have realized they can probably guess Emma's password and hack into her email. Mm-hmm. He'd Guesses it pretty quickly. Looks at a photo of her mom in a t-shirt and goes, favorite band. She actually answered the security question the way that she was supposed to. And literally his justification, he's like, if I can do this, so can Jordan. I don't feel bad. Right. And that's like the smartest thing that has been said the entire show. Because I was like, cool. How are they going to... Like, what are they going to get by hacking into Emma's email? And it wasn't so much like, I didn't, like, I knew they could find out information about like what hotel, you know, they were going to be at, like things like that. But when Toby is like, yeah, if I can do it, so can this guy. Then I'm like, oh, then he can curate exactly what he says to Emma without her having to say it. Yeah, and they point out specific examples. He's like, oh, yeah, you guys went to go see Chicken Run. The next day, he sends her an email saying he just saw the movie Chicken Run Mm -hmm. and, like, points out multiple examples. And it's like, no, he's just stalking her. Right. I did have a question of, like, this man is a grown man who knows he's breaking the law. Why wouldn't he just, like, rehack her email and delete the conversation about where they met and when? And then, he like – you know, if his plan follows through, he's done the thing. She's going to tell the cops, but, like, there'd be no proof. I don't know. I took it to a much darker place when I realized yeah. they just, like, hacked into her emails. But 
they take off running because Toby lives really close to the school and now they know they need to go get adults. They know where she is. They know she's in danger. They just go. Which, again, really appreciate that the children confirm, get evidence, and are like, we don't know what to do. We need adults. And go do that. You know, so many like teen dramas and teen shows in general, <clears throat> Riverdale, <laughs> <laughs> One Tree Hill, literally all of them, like put them on a list. I'll point to them where they do this. It's like, they're like, oh, I'll take care of it myself. And it's like, ma'am, you are, and granted, they're a little bit older and can at least drive a vehicle, like, when they do this typically. But still, I'm like, you are 15 or 16 years old, and you think that you have the wisdom of a 30-year-old. And I'm like, you you do not. Like, no matter if the actor playing you is 30, <laughs> no that matter doesn't bleed into your character. Every time. Every time. God, the Drama Queens podcast for One Tree Hill talks about it all the time. They're like, where are the adults? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's better than Riverdale, where the adults are, like, willing are participants. The yeah, they're, like, the ones starting a fight club and, like, punching a teenager and scheming against their own daughter. So what the hell do we know? <laughs> you just literally only hire a much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Alice Cooper was fine. She just joined a cult, but it's okay because she's undercover, okay? <laughs> That was totally something they came up with after the fact. They were like, she's undercover. Sure. We don't know how to get her out of the cult. So she was never in a cult. Stop asking about the cult. We don't it was investigative journalism the whole time, but also the FBI, because that's what her actual son did. Which she totally knew about, too. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Chick just- obviously was just, she knew. She knew the whole time. She was in on it. Anyway, <laughs> this disgusting old man tells Emma through the bathroom door that he's sorry. He'll let her leave. He'll leave the room so that she can get out. And this poor little baby girl believes him. And she tries to leave. And as soon as she realizes she's trapped and the door is open, he comes up to her and he says, I will tape your mouth closed if you scream. And he even states that he knows that her mom is at the reunion and that they have hours before they're quote unquote interrupted. Yeah. He has set up the camera to point to the bed. He is smelling her hair. He is like rubbing his face on her jacket. He's trying to force her to hold his hand. Like, like I got to be honest. I'm really glad we didn't have to see very much of it. Like we just like, we, we only saw – the only time we saw both of them in the same frame was when he initially, like, goes to smell her, which in and of itself is gross, but also not the worst thing to watch happen as a viewer. But mm-hmm. then from that point forward, you just see a hand, right, trying to touch her hand and talking. Like, you don't even see the face. So I was like, thank God, because she's – even if she's not 12 in real life, she could very well be. I didn't look up her age, but it's like she's still a young girl. Yeah, I mean – and I have to think – I didn't confirm any of this, but you have to think that, like, there's probably not, like, sensitivity coaches or anything on set with them to be mm-hmm. like, let's be aware of, like, what we're doing here and make sure that she's comfortable in her situation. Like, yes, this is – literally the fourth iteration of this show so I think everyone understands what they're coming into but 
I've also feel like I've learned from the many TV rewatch podcasts that child actors do not get treated like kids. Oh, no, not at all. And, you know, this whole time while this is happening, there's like all these intercuts because the kids have told Spike what happened and she's been dancing with Snake. So he like runs out. They jump in his car. She's making phone calls to the police and to other parents to explain like why Manny's not at her house. Mm -hmm. And they run up. They get to this guy's room and start banging on the door. And Emma has just enough time to scream and then like backflip off the bed and run out the door yep yeah and another good choice and something we don't always see is spike literally calling the police as she's on the way to confront the situation like i am all for her going and trying to save her daughter but she the fact that she also called the police i was like yes this is something else we never see we never see law enforcement involved or at least if we do it's not because the parent called you know yeah i I do love that the phone call is, hello, police, my daughter's in danger. Bye. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it counts. <laughs> it totally counts. Because, like, the scene is not long enough for her to be like, she's at the Marriott room 123. Like, mm -hmm. there's no time for that. No. But I loved it. And then, like, yeah, Snake pins this guy to the wall because the actor who plays Snake is, like, seven feet tall yeah this man is so giant it doesn't hurt that the actress who plays spike is like five feet tall true but he pins this guy to the wall as we see the police like running up to arrest him and we find out that he's actually like a repeat offender like he has done this before they needed more evidence to put him away and because his emails are still sitting on emma's computer they can take her computer and like finally get him yeah it was so interesting like this was again taking me back to 2001 because when that police officer or forensics person comes down the stairs carrying the giant cpu i was like oh yeah that's what a computer really is <laughs> and like it's covered in little like flower stickers mm -hmm. like oh my gosh I know. It was so funny. Like, I know, like, literally to my right in this room is a CPU, but because I only work on laptops and have pretty much since college, I, like, conveniently forgot that the actual physical laptop monitor, whatever, isn't the computer. It's the giant box where you would rest your feet on when you sat in your parents' like bonus room or wherever your computer was. <laughs> or you sat next to your friend on the much smaller chair because yes. you had one computer chair and then one like little kitty chair. Exactly. Or a beanbag chair or one of the purple inflatable couch things. <laughs> like oh, the amount of nostalgia of, yeah, just like sitting on my friend's lap and being on Facebook. Dude. So real. See, and for me, it wasn't even Facebook. We would, me and my friend, I vividly remember us just downloading music off of um, very real music downloading sites. Paid and, for everything. Yeah. And just especially like I have a specific core memory of my friend Rachel and I cover to cover. Good Charlotte. The Young and the Restless. Blaring it. Picking out harmonies. Figuring out who's singing what part. Was that Benji or was it Joel? Like... <laughs> 
just such a core memory. And then, of course, she was the same person who took me to said Good Charlotte concert at 13. And that was my first concert, which is great. But yeah, we were upstairs in my, my mom's bonus room. And for some reason, I let her take control of the computer. I don't know. I was sitting in the baby chair and she was in the big chair. So <laughs> that's all I remember. I never had the friends over at my house. I was always at other people's house. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I would sit on like the stool next to them while they were doing something mm-hmm. or like, you know, I would sit on the baby chair or like there was one friend, it was in her dad's office. We so had like the big office desk and then a credenza in the back. So I would like mm-hmm. literally be sitting behind her watching oh her play The Sims. Right. It was like playing The Sims or like Roller Coaster Tycoon or God. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, thank God that CPU was seized because that guy sucked. Yeah. And apparently he'd been talking to Emma for eight months. That's wild. Yeah. Like Spike goes into Emma's room ready to be like hard ass because Mm -hmm. she's scared. And she's like, I can't believe you talked to him for eight months and didn't tell me about it. Yeah. And again, Emma's still bratty. She's like, don't you remember what it's like to be 12? I'm like, girl, no, you almost like, I don't even want to talk about what almost happened. Like, are you serious right now? And I mean, thankfully, you know, yeah, they get all of that out. And Spike is just like, look, please just remember that I love you more than anything else in the world. Mm-hmm. And Emma says she was so scared and then she starts crying and then it's a freeze frame on her teary face. Yep. And, and that's that. That's the pilot. So yeah, Degrassi goes there, Caitlin. It does, apparently. And you don't think it's gonna and then it does. It's been going there since like 1967 or something. Which is wild to me. Like I had no idea there was the Degrassi-verse you know, like out there just floating around. I mean, I knew there were lots of episodes, but I never knew so many were connected. You know, I thought it was just like new iterations and new iterations with barely any reference. So kind of interesting. Yeah. And from what I read, because I've only seen some episodes of junior high, some episodes of high school, almost all of Next Generation. And then I watched New Class when it came out on Netflix, but like Mm. barely remember it, honestly. That was, like, 2016. I was traveling for work. It was, like, what I watched after working 12-hour days. Mm. So I have no memory of what happened. But of all of those that I just listed, so not the kids of Degrassi Street, the guy who plays Snake and the guy who plays Radich, I think have been in all of them. Oh, wow. Radich has at least been in, like, three. I think Snake's been in all of them. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, that's just – this man's career is just being Snake. Hey, it's a paycheck that's very consistent. It doesn't allow for a ton of creativity, but nonetheless, it's a stable job. <laughs> I love him for this role, honestly. Like, he goes through so fucking much his entire life. Like, mm. they don't show him in actual therapy, but I feel like he's in it. Absolutely. I mean, I like went to the wiki to remind myself of as much as I could remember of what happened to these characters. I forgot that Snake gets cancer. Aw. Yeah. Yeah. He gets cancer. He and Spike have a kid. He cheats on her. He gets accused of molesting a student. Falsely. Mm -hmm. Jeez. He becomes the principal. Oh, good job, Snake. Principal Snake. 
Like, it goes there. This man has a life. And his first name is Archie. <gasps> Some yeah. would say the better Archie. <laughs> All would say the better Archie. Yeah. Like, fight me on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Caitlin. So what did you think of this episode? You know, it's not enough to entice me to watch the show, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. But I have a rule of at least three episodes, so who knows? Maybe I'll get to that third episode and have a different opinion. But yeah, this- it was just interesting because it felt very Disney Channel, but the parents got to do stuff too, or the adults. You know, like I think sometimes that's what was missing in a lot of early and maybe today, I haven't, I obviously don't watch Disney Channel today, but like what was missing a lot of times was that like the adults were basically just there to be the parents and nothing else. They didn't have lives. They didn't have personalities. They were just mom and dad. And so I liked that this was, granted, it's connected again in the, I in, almost said Buffyverse, <laughs> in the Degrassiverse, but it's, it's nice to see multiple generations having a life and having personalities and backstories and things like that um but yeah I was like man I don't know if I could watch it if it was only based on the kids yeah just because I'm not there anymore you know yeah and I think you know when I picked this it was for like nostalgia purposes it kind of like really fits the 90210 vibe since you know the rumor on the internet is that Aaron Spelling wanted Degrassi and couldn't have it so he created 90210 wow yeah uh, I did forget that they are 12. Yeah. Until that first, like, second where you see Emma's little tiny face. Tiny face. So baby. Like, mm-hmm. they do that one scene at the hotel where it's, like, her silhouette. I was like, she's tiny. And they, like, try to, like, make her look a little older with the blue eyeshadow and, like, things like that. And I'm just like, no, this is this is a baby in costume makeup, you know? Like, Yeah. Yeah, and like Toby still got his old baby fat. Oh my and like, god! Yeah, the boys were so baby, so baby. Like, you do follow these characters for seasons, so like yeah. you see them grow up and like end up eventually going to college, mm. and like throughout that whole time, like I think it's just really interesting. Like, definitely the nostalgia because the show came out in two thousand one. I was mm-hmm. eleven when this happened. It was perfect. Well, that's the thing. I, I I think had I watched this, not even just right when it came out, but a little closer to that age, I probably would have been all over it. I mean, because still, I'm even thinking like Boy Meets World territory, like Corey Tepang and Sean and Minkus start out as 12 year olds. And I'm diving so deep into Pod Meets World and into that show again. And I'm it's like no time passed. I'm like, yep, still love this. So if I had watched it a little closer to when this originally aired, absolutely. I would be all over the nostalgia. But that just goes to show you that there's a time and a place mm-hmm. and, a, and, a, and a memory that can be built in that time and place, So which is which is kind of fun. Yeah, I literally just Googled Emma Nelson. She looks way different now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, a lot of them look way different now. So gosh, when was it? In 2018? When Drake came out with I'm Upset, mm. that whole music video was Degrassi. Oh, man. All of those people in that 
are Degrassi kids. I Snake is in it. it. Oh my god. Yeah, that's the thing. How old is Snake now? Uh, he does not look much different at all. I did look at like a then and now kind of a thing because mm. there has been announced a Degrassi reboot that was going to be on HBO mm-hmm. and they keep pushing back production and people are kind of thinking because of everything that's happening with HBO that it's actually ah. going to get canned. Yikes. But like a couple of the actors, including the guy who plays Snake, kind of like posted some cryptic stuff on Instagram and people were just like, oh my God, does that mean that Snake's going to be in it? Like he has to be in it. Snake is in all of Degrassi. Crazy. So like he did not look that different. I mean, this show ended, I think only like six years ago, technically. Wow. I mean, that would make sense if you were saying it follows them like up until like they go to college and stuff. Yeah, I mean, twelve. That's at least another seven years. Yeah, it's what did I say? Like almost four hundred episodes over fourteen seasons. Yeah, that's wild. So yeah, it was like twenty fifteen, and then there were like four seasons of the Netflix show. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. I will say this only counts as one episode, so you have to give two more after this. Fair. Yeah, and then and then you'll meet Drake. I can accept that. It's so funny to me, Caitlin, like you saying, like, if I had seen this at that age, like, it probably would have been better. I was not allowed to watch this show at Mm. all. I was forbidden from watching this show as a kid. And, like, I don't think I saw my first episode until, like, I was, like, 14. And I found out how to, like, watch them illegally online. Of course. Yeah. And that's the thing. Even if I was, like, 14 – you know, like it, because I don't think I started watching Boy Meets World. In like, I wasn't. I was three years old when it first came out. Like, I didn't yeah. start watching it at three years old. You know, I was probably more like when it was in um, reruns on like ABC Family. So, mm-hmm. I if if my parents had known that show that Degrassi was on, I also probably wouldn't have been allowed to watch it. So I would have had to watch it later anyway as well. But that's so funny. It's yeah, yeah. Like I um saw an episode at my neighbor friend's house Mm, like mm -hmm. maybe in middle school and I asked my mom about it because like my cousin who was younger than me who lived in Texas was allowed to watch it and uh she's Catholic so why can't I (laughs) (laughs) um but also like it we just did not get the channel that it came on because basic cable um and Canadian Mm -hmm. TV in America like don't mesh I guess yeah. But eventually my parents got that fancy cable and I watched all of it forever and I was That's obsessed. Awesome. I don't even think I knew what the show was until high school. Because like no nobody talked about it cuz like you said like Canadian television in America wasn't always available. So I don't like I know my friend Katie watched it at some point, I don't know when. And yeah, that's really all that I like It just didn't – it wasn't in my circle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I honestly can't remember how I came to it, but I remember it was on The N, which was like part of Nickelodeon's channels or something. So my best theory is that I watched a lot of television as a child because that's just what I did. And I probably was like, oh, yeah, Nick at Night and the like Friday Night Nick block that had like all that and Keenan and Kel and this and this. Like 
obviously I should watch this block of shows too. And it was like this and an Australian show and a UK show or something. Like, was it Summer Heights High? <laughs> it was not Summer Heights High. Although I did see that's also got a reboot. Yeah. And oh my God. I don't think – I asked my friend Jacqueline because she was obsessed with that show. And she said it wasn't as good. It like uh, wasn't the same. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Now, because one of the shows was – I want to say it was from the UK, but it was a bunch of kids at boarding school. Hmm. But I don't know what it's called. And I feel like if you just Google, like, show about kids at boarding school UK, maybe? Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, so you had that fancy expensive cable. Mary and I did not have fancy expensive cable, so I didn't get the in until, like, my parents upgraded cable probably when I went to college or something. <laughs> no. Yeah, I feel like I got it like late high school. Yeah. And just like dove back into that obsession because like, I don't know, like I was not allowed to have it. So I wanted it really, really, really badly. Of course. But like my mom had heard about like some of the things that happen on this show, mm -hmm. even the mm -hmm. stuff that's in later seasons that never aired in the u.s because they they just said Censorship. no um 15 year olds can't get abortions but no like my mom like heard about the things that happen because i gotta say it's probably like mid-season one the first time a character like does a drug mm. like a hard it's drug so according to wikipedia so in this episode, there was, like, a big poster about, like, safe sex or, like, taking the pill or something behind Caitlin when she and Joey are in the bathroom. And apparently when this originally aired, they didn't have that poster because they didn't want kids to know about birth control. Hmm. They also aired this episode out of order when it first mm -hmm. hit the U.S. because they didn't want this storyline being the first thing people saw, which then made everything not make sense because Toby's being introduced to his best friend at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the season, the season finale episode is one of the characters taking ecstasy at a party. And the U.S. just shifted that over into the second season. They were like, no, no, no. We're not doing ecstasy yet. Interesting. That's wild. Like, I really wonder what else they changed. Yeah. I'm sure so much. I really didn't go as deep as I probably could have. But I do remember being younger and hearing about Ashley taking ecstasy long before I saw her take ecstasy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like you hear about all of the things that happen on this show. And, like, if you've seen, like, one or two episodes of it ever, you're just like, what? Like, how? And then – Eventually, you finally get to see it, and it's fucking amazing, and I love Degrassi forever. <laughs> I love Degrassi forever. Yeah, honestly, we probably should have had guest star Katie on here because um, she also loves Degrassi, so she would have just been – like, this would have been an hour and a half of you, all three of you, just, like, talking about your favorite episodes, your favorite characters, your favorite storylines, all that jazz. So we'll have to get her on if we do another episode of Degrassi. Okay, but if we had a Caitlin, a Katie, and talked about an, a character named Caitlin – <laughs> the show would have taken three hours and I would have had to cut everything I said because I've been like, wait, who? Well, let me tell you this. Katie's real name is Caitlin and it is spelled just like mine and Degrassi Caitlin's. 
Too many Caitlins. <laughs> and Katie was gonna be gonna go by Caitlin until she got to like preschool or kindergarten, and there were already like three other Caitlins. So her mom started calling her Katie. Oh. <laughs> The curse of being a Caitlyn named, or sorry, a baby named Caitlyn in the 1990s, especially 1990 or 1991. Yeah, that's probably the one good thing about my name is I didn't run into another me until high school. God. Caitlyn, do you have a quote of the week? Ooh, I don't actually know that I wrote down very many quotes. Oh, Uh, I wrote so many. Oh, okay. That could be one. Let me double check. (laughs) I'll just go ahead and tell them to you. You can just tell me if you like one. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. This was basically the only, not the only quote I wrote down, but the only one that I feel like is. Go ahead. Okay. So at the beginning of the episode, when Spike is getting all of her stuff from Emma's room and she's like, shows the photo of her with her hair all done up, and she's like, could I have been any cooler? And Emma goes, uh, yeah. <laughs> and when Emma says, people in the 80s were weird. Mary, what you got? I also wrote down people in the 80s were weird. Um, I also wrote down Toby saying kids in a derisive tone. I wrote that too. <laughs> Just kids. kids. Is she always like this? <laughs> uh, I, when the ladies are back at Caitlin's house or at Spike's house, and they're talking about Caitlin, and she's like, oh, I'm practically 30. And they're like, so many vegans, so little time. <laughs> um, Caitlin's speech, wow, this is amazing. And that's the <laughs> tone she says it in. So. It is. I don't even know what award she won. I don't even know if it was an award. I think they just made her give a speech. I thought she was holding an award, but maybe that was just my brain I mean, putting it there. They definitely were not clear about anything Mm -hmm. it it was the class reunion for 90 and 91 yeah they weren't trying very hard um i also wrote down jt saying who are the pogues (laughs) and um the understatement of a well not even an understatement just a, a blatant fucking lie of uh gross man just being like there's been a misunderstanding it's like, no, understand this wall yeah. and also prison. <laughs> yeah, understand my fist in your face. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I'm so surprised that you guys got my one quote that was really worth it. And it was Emma looking at the photo in the box and says, people from the 80s were weird. And Manny just look, goes, <laughs> it was kind of cute and at this point i was like man what year is this show (laughs) because i was confused about who we're talking i was like hold on from the 80s and then i realized like oh okay it wasn't really the 80s you know like because i graduated 90 91 but Mm -hmm. still close enough yeah okay mary what about you one moment in this entire episode try to contain yourself um, I gotta find where I wrote it. Oh, also, quick fun fact: this was called Degrassi: The Next Generation after Star Trek. Oh, that's, that's awesome! Fucking adorable. <laughs> These are all things I've read on the internet. So if the internet lied to me, it's not my fault. <laughs> okay, so my um, moment of the week was literally any time they showed a computer screen. 
Yes. Especially tree mail. Um, the reunion website that features only photos of the main characters from previous seasons of this show or previous oh. iterations. How 90210 uh, of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. I love it. It's just classic. And then um, Emma clicking on a button that says SEND in all caps with an exclamation point. Also, speaking of that, whenever Toby is trying to guess the password, he goes over, clicks the submit button or whatever it was, and then clicks enter. I'm like, no, you're going to mess it up. (laughs) You guys don't know computer etiquette from the 90s. (laughs) They haven't taken media immersion yet. It's true. They just cut those computers. But yeah, I just kind of love the role the internet plays in this episode because like you're taking something from a time that didn't have any of this shit and like bringing it modern. And it's wild to me that they would make this the last, like the US would make this the last episode of season one when like it's like really the whole point of it is like saying goodbye well not goodbye but hi again to these old characters but also like bringing it into a new modern Mm. setting Mm -hmm. yeah because like if you're gonna do this kind of a continuation this is a great way to do it like it is kind of like how Riverdale had all of the parents were teen stars of their own like it's not the same thing they're not continuing Riverdale from something else but sure like all of them were teen stars and now they're coming back to play the adults and it's these were all the characters from Degrassi and now they're the parents of the kids on the new Degrassi. Yeah. 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 Oh, also honorable mention to everyone ever in this episode who wore uh, Joey's hat. Yes. <laughs> Do love that. Well, I guess we've done it and happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right, let's go back to 90210. <laughs> All right, so next week we are back to our original, originally scheduled programming of 90210, and we have Season 7, Episode 5, Pledging My Love. So, yeah, we'll see that. And until next week, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at back to Podcast. You can also shoot us over an email with any of your thoughts, questions, comments, or concerns, or... Let us know of any suggestions of any teen dramas you'd like us to do for a special bonus episode on our birthdays. You can do that at backtopodcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to go into your podcast app and rate, review, subscribe, share it with all your friends and family. All of that stuff really helps us, and then we can give y'all a better product. And if you leave us a review in Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the show because we just really appreciate that. Until next week, from all of us at Back to Podcast, I have to go write a love letter email to my favorite tree. I have got to get Joey a better commercial. I'm the little Degrassi email envelope that ends up in the phone in the butt pocket. Bye! Bye! See ya! <laughs>